Welcome to Girl at the Mic podcast, where inspiration and wisdom comes from the raw and imperfect places in our lives. Sometimes I'll speak directly to you and others you'll sit with me and a friend as we share our experiences and lessons. Listen to recognize yourself and draw hope for your journey. My hope is that these episodes leave you empowered to be unapologetically you in a world that has trained us all to be small. My name is Anne, and I thank you for choosing Girl at the Mic. Thanks for tuning in to Girl at the Mic. A couple of weeks ago, I've been talking and having conversations to a few listeners, and it turns out there are a few episodes that people tend to feel good about playing over again repeatedly or when there's in a certain state that they need to be listening to it and um the the episodes i'm referring to is the imposter syndrome one and what to say to that voice um and also inner voice work with um whether or not you are your own hype beast or your naysayer and so i wanted to create more of those episodes, more episodes where you know you're about to go do something and you're kind of needing that energy, you're kind of needing that external voice to coach you to get out of your head a little bit. So today's is going to be for a situation in which you find yourself in a mental block or completely out of motivation. Now, a lot of us experience this over time. Um, or in the course of a year, at least a couple of times a year. And there are a couple of reasons why this happens. And so I wanted to start with that, and then we can figure out what to do about it. So if you're experiencing a mental block, today's episode is for you. Stay tuned. I hope you like it. Please let me know. Okay, so here are a couple of situations that really prompt a mental block from happening. And when we say mental block, what it feels like is if you're trying to write a paper, it's writer's block. If you're trying to move forward with the plan, it's just the inability to move or um, complete indecision, complete confusion, avoidance, all of those things. You kind of know when you're in that state. And the biggest, um, most important thing to figure out is to identify why this mental block is happening. So um, if you think of toddlers and when they throw tantrums, they're stomping up and down. They're really making it known. I'm not doing this. I hope you know that. Like something's upsetting me and, um, and no, I'm going to outwardly express my objection. Now, um, mental blocks to me feel like tantrums that our brains and our bodies do if we haven't cared for it sufficiently or if there is something that needs to be addressed. Okay, and so if you are at all upset but you're so used to keeping composure, mental blocks is a way for you to throw a tantrum with yourself. It's really interesting how it works, but pay attention to that. Here are a couple of things um, that prompts that from that prompts it to happen. Um, One, sometimes it's self-sabotage to preserve yourself from failing at something scary. And uh, oftentimes uh, we we do that so that um, choosing to fail feels more powerful than trying and failing. And so um, self-sabotaging prevents that strong effort that would create this 
heavy disappointment if you if you don't succeed at whatever it is and so pay attention to whether or not it's self-sabotage and um and if that truly is the case really decide for yourself um what the worst outcome is you know our natural state is to plan for our own safety and that is to preserve our pride and our ego but we know that really gets us nowhere in life and so um really catch yourself in that and then override it and um and this will be for every reason why you might have a mental block the the way to override it is to get out of your head about it um to jolt out of it whether that is to involve someone to keep you accountable whether that is to start moving your body or listening to music it's to help um your brain not be the the deciding factor here that your body still gets to move independent of that similarly to when you get to the edge of a cliff and you've decided you're going to cliff jump um your brain is telling you no and there is a function you need to do to get your body to leap okay and that is what getting out of mental blocks will feel like you're we're gonna walk you right up to the edge and then your brain is going to not be on board with this every minute because it's going not safe, not safe. Um, your body, though, then decides, yeah, but this could be fun. Pop, we jump. And so that is essentially what you're trying to get yourself to do. Another way mental blocks tend to happen is that you're too overwhelmed or too stressed, that you're completely numb. Uh, coasting through your life kind of not engaged because you can't process any more things similarly to how your laptop could be over functioning um we often tend to create situations in our lives or or lifestyle choices that really have us in this over functioning or overworked state and so mental blocks might be like no can't compute will not compute really simplify really take this down and really let me rest. Um, and when that kind of mental block happens, let's pursue rest with the same sense of overwork that we pursue productivity and um, pouring energy into simplifying, pouring energy into maybe cleaning your space, um, journaling out your thoughts, brain dumping some thoughts. There's too much going on. And so you're really going to need to um, advocate for that and create space for that to finally um, be able to let something in. And so if you're lacking motivation because you've come off of a time of being too stressed out, chill, like stay chilled. And that's totally okay. I, if you need a permission for that, let me give it to you. That's okay to do. Um, that's something that I know as a leader in my office is hard to advocate for because there is so much to do and a lot is on my plate. Um, but what I've learned is if I don't schedule in on my time that kind of rest, then my body will decide for me and it will likely be at a time that would be so inconvenient to me. Not that it's ever convenient, but... I have an example of it. Last two years ago, I, I had been overworking and I knew that. So then I scheduled a rest day, a mental health day, two weeks out from when I felt not great. And I don't know if that was the act of the universe or the God or God or, you know, 
I felt like it was a sign, but I ended up slipping on ice and hitting my head um, the day right before a big event. And that was exactly an example of, all right, maybe had I taken it two days before that event, like I should have, me scheduling this out two weeks out when it would be convenient for me and everyone else, um, you know, God wouldn't have laid me flat and made sure I was going to not only rest, but I was going to miss the event I was going to do. And grand scheme of things, that it turned out fine that I wasn't there, but that was me not prioritizing the right thing. So really pay attention to that and really advocate for that. Now I take one mental health day a week. Uh, not a week. That would be really nice. One mental health day a month, and that is for me, and that is by design so that that doesn't have me bleeding on my people, especially the ones who look to me. Now, another way lack of motivation can come up is from over-resting, from lack of direction forward. And I see this a lot of times because figuring things out is stressful. And so you choose to stay confused or or to overrest, because um, laziness breeds more laziness. And so it's hard if you've really embraced that to kind of start to ramp that up again. In the same sense as if you've taken a break from yoga sculpt and you get back in, you feel like you got hit by a bus the next day. It's hard to motivate yourself to put yourself through that and slowly build that strength back. Um, and laziness and overresting can do that. And, um, and just lack of direction, especially if decisions need to be made, but they're stressful. Um, and so that's a way for a mental block to start popping up as well. And lastly, just being uninspired, um, not surrounding yourself with people you want to be like, or not surrounding yourself with the messages you should be hearing, or the books you could be reading, or podcasts that are growing you. Um, that could create some mental block as well. And so the first step really is to listen to this and figure out which one is you. And it could be you um, at different parts of the month, you know, really pay attention to where you're at. And, um, and that's usually at the core of a lot of my advice, because I want to make sure that this advice isn't completely generalized. It really has to honor where you're at. If you're trying to treat something that you know is going on with you with the wrong remedy, then you'll just sit with the same thing but have put work into improving something that won't actually directly help you. And I think that's what people find sometimes if you find advice that doesn't work. Well, maybe it didn't address the exact thing that you were looking for. And so it's really important to looking at where you're at when you're reading and listening to advice. Now, like I said at the beginning when we were talking about self-sabotage, when it comes to mental blocks, the biggest thing to help you out of these is to start moving your body and getting out of your head. You know, it could be simple for me to be like, oh, simply change your thoughts. But I know what it feels like to be in that kind of rut. I know simply changing my thoughts feels like poor efforts or really weak weak attempts at um, creating anything a real change. Um, but have these things on deck, okay? Think about the things that 
make you feel alive or amp you up. Uh, for me, that could be a good yoga stretch. That could be definitely the songs that amp me up and get me ready to go. Um, a video of someone speaking, uh, an interview, uh, um, there's motivational videos on YouTube that really help you listen and listen to the right messages. Um, a good book, uh, taking a walk, um, doing one thing for you and not for anyone else. You know, if you've positioned yourself in a space where you're you're really making sure you're catering to everyone's needs and making sure everyone else is okay, um, doing something just for the sake of your own feel-good emotions that could be really helpful to help you through those blocks. Um, and and lastly, you know, the, the biggest thing that happens with these mental blocks is, is that you've stayed in your head. So find someone to be an accountability partner, accountability friend to help you be in dialogue with this and not have that one-way conversation with the voice that isn't helpful to you. Um, and lastly, I want to introduce the concept of the five-second rule. This is, um, I learned it from a TED Talk by Mel Robbins, so feel free to look it up on YouTube if you'd like. But it says that if you are to decide to do something, you have five seconds to move forward before your brain starts to talk you out of it. Starts bringing excuses, starts saying all the reasons why it probably won't work out, or start poking holes into the ideas. Five seconds to move. And, um... And the biggest thing to lack of motivation and mental blocks is movement, any kind of movement. And it begets more movement and slowly you'll start moving out of it. But it's the first step is the hardest, I'll tell you, and the next and the next after that. And so finding someone um, to do this with and also the five second rule to not let the the thoughts that come after those five seconds dictate what you're going to move forward with, okay? So those are the things that I hope you find helpful if you're experiencing any motivational or mental blocks. Please let me know what you think. Let me know if this was effective for you. I would love to hear that. And if you ever feel like you want a more in-depth conversation about this, you know where to find me, either on Instagram. Thank you so much. Take care.